Hello and welcome to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. I hope you're having a great day and thanks for listening. My name is Liam from Reach Interactive and the aim of the show is to provide you with actionable tips and marketing advice that covers things like SEO, branding, content marketing, socials and more. We have a really wide range of topics now so be sure to check back on some of our previous episodes if you work or enjoy a specific area of marketing. Just some quick news before I introduce today's guest. So firstly, I am really excited to share that I was on a podcast as a guest for the first time recently. I spoke on the Social Selling Podcast with J7 Media about our decision to launch this show and the benefits of podcasting for businesses. We also spoke about SMS marketing and how brands can use it to stand out. Secondly, we hosted a webinar this morning on how brands can use SMS marketing to stand out during Black Friday. We're getting close now with it being next week, but I think it's really important this year for brands to get creative in order to get their offer seen. And SMS is just one way in which you can do that. The webinar will be available on YouTube if you'd like to catch up and watch it. And I really do think there's a lot of value and content in there that you can take, whether that's for Black Friday next week or even going into the future. So what I'll do is drop the social selling episode and the SMS webinar in the show notes. And if you'd like to check them out, then you can. With that said, we're now at episode 52 and I'm excited to welcome our guest, Hannah Urbanek from Create Engage, who is joining us to talk about B2B marketing today. So first of all, Hannah, how's it going? Hi, Leo. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yes, going as well as it can in 2020 and as we're heading into lockdown 2.0. Yeah, that's good to hear. It sometimes feels a bit strange to ask people how they're doing these days, but I'm glad that you're doing well. So could you introduce yourself and create Engage, please? Absolutely. Yeah. So Hannah Urbanek, I'm originally from Vienna, Austria. Um, I've lived in the UK for coming up to five and a half years now. Um, lived quite all over the place, to be honest. So I initially moved up north to Manchester. Um, then I lived in Brighton for a while, back to Manchester. And now I currently live in Bristol and work in Bath. And so like you said, I've got a B2B marketing background, um, both on agency side as well as client side. So I've done quite a varied mix within the B2B space. And I currently work as a senior marketing manager at Create Engage. Um, we're a digital marketing agency helping consultancies and B2B professional service providers um, generate ROI through digital marketing. And so very much um, in, the, in the B2B space um, still and now agency side. And I've joined them um, just over a year ago. I joined our founder, Nick Sinnott, and it was the two of us from, from the beginning. And then now we're a team of five and currently hiring for number six to join us. And so it's been a really exciting year and a little bit. So yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, thanks for the intro. And it's exciting that you're growing in size this year, despite what's happening. Super cool that you've bounced around the UK too. So let's talk about B2B marketing then. All right, so let's talk all things B2B. I don't have a set agenda. We're just going to riff about B2B marketing trends, strategy, and see where the conversation takes us, really. I'll start with a few basic questions, Hannah. So you've worked in B2B marketing in both agency and client side since graduating. Was there something that drew you towards B2B, or was it more of a coincidence? Yeah, so I think it was very much a bit of a coincidence. Um, so I think lots of marketeers kind of just to stumble into marketing to begin with. 
But I think, especially within the B2B space, I don't know anyone within marketing that kind of went to university or even like early on in the career just said B2B is, is exactly what I want to do. And so I'm very much a marketing cliche in that sense that when I was at university, I wanted to work for a big FMCG brand and, you know, do all the cool marketing campaigns that you see on TV and on social media and all that. So, so yeah, very much your box standard um, marketeer. And also it doesn't help like from my perspective at at least within my degree, everything that we covered was very much B2C and big brand focused. And so there wasn't, there wasn't really an exposure to B2B. Obviously you learn what it is, but you never, when you do coursework or kind of case studies or anything like that, it's hardly ever um, a B2B brand, um, at least in my experience. So I very much like fell into the space, but yeah, like I said, I've always like since, since I started, it's always been within B2B marketing and I haven't looked back since and I haven't regretted any of it. So, so yeah, I think, you know, it is quite an underrated sector to be in and it's a really exciting one I think especially within this year with all brands having to kind of change course and the B2B sector had to change course significantly and I think we'll we can get onto that later on but just on a high level I mean B2B is very much a sector that is focused on on building relationships and a lot of it is you know especially within the consulting and professional services space it's a lot of it is through networking um, and that kind of has gone out the window this year hasn't it so um so yeah I think it's an exciting time to be in the in the space yeah I agree that a lot of people fall into the b2b industry and I think there needs to be more focus in education on how it differs from consumer side and the benefits of going into a b2b role when you leave in university or its equivalent and I had a similar experience to you in that I always pictured myself at a global firm, but I landed in my role at Reach and I've had lots of great opportunities to grow as a marketer. So it's definitely valuable to get into the industry, I think. So what are some of the things that stand out to you in B2B that are different to consumer side then? I know you mentioned networking there, but I'm curious to know what else you could add. Yeah, absolutely. So I think budget sizes are very different. Um, so I think, you know, I know that like big B2C brands have tons of budgets, but I think even when you look at a medium-sized um, B2B business, their budgets are significantly different because their, you know, their, their turnover is in a completely different, different scale. Um, you know, you'll always struggle to get big budgets, but I think from my experience within B2B, it's, it's definitely a little bit easier. I also think there's more flex on pushing boundaries and being more creative within B2B. I think that's because within B2C, everyone's kind of competing at the same level and they're very much forward thinking and it's the next best thing. Whereas within B2B, you've got the opportunity to really go back to the drawing board and kind of start from the basics, if you will, um, and kind of reinvent yourself as you go along. Because within the space, lots of great things are happening, but it's not as saturated and fast moving as the B2C sector might be. And so I think that's definitely something that jumps out to you. And you've got that space to kind of just really think outside the box because it is a slower moving market, if you will. And then I also think, you know, I'm very much a believer of at the end of the day, you deal with people. So whether you're in B2C or whether you're in B2B, there will be some differences there. But at the end of the day, it's people doing business with people and people talking to people. So it's very much what I see go wrong a lot of the time with B2B brands is that they try to sound super complicated 
um, and just make them sound super intelligent. But at the end of the day, can a six-year-old read your copy and say, yeah, I get that? Probably not, um, which is, I think, where B2C is a little bit ahead of the game. But I think that's also a great opportunity for B2B brands to to you know, replicate some of the great efforts that are happening in B2C and kind of just replicate some of the creativity and some of the, the simplistic um, marketing efforts, if you will. So yeah, I think those, those are some of the, the high level ones that jump out to me. That's a great answer. And I, I agree that budget can definitely be a challenge for some B2B marketers, but that only makes people better to an extent as we have to become pros at allocating pots of budget and thinking outside the box. When I look at B2B as well, I definitely prioritize communication. And there are some great tools and services out there that don't get enough credit sometimes because prospective users struggle to understand their benefits. So I agree, I would prioritize that and make sure that your communication is crystal clear and people know what it is that you're offering. So we're in unprecedented times right now. In terms of moving forward into 2021 and in the future, what are some things that B2B brands and marketers can focus on with their marketing content and strategy? It's a very good question. I think, you know, I'm a big believer in giving value with any marketing that you do. Um, so that starts with don't tell your customers and your, your target audience that you're an expert and that you're great. Um, show them. So show them through your content, um, show them through your service um, that you provide. And so I think that needs to be key. So with any, any campaign that you run, any content that you push out, just before it goes out, just ask yourself, is this giving value to the right people? I think it's just, it's a, it's a basic marketing exercise, right? To make sure that you, whatever you produce talks to the right people. Um, but then also go that step further and go, actually, what are they going to get out of this? Is this just us shouting from the rooftops how great we are? Or is this actually giving value? And I think that's what is significantly more important this year of everyone, no matter what market you're in, no matter what country you're in, everyone's struggling a little bit in one way or another. And I think that's where it's so important, especially this year, to really give value and make it easy for people to understand how you can help them. And so I think that's probably one of the main ones. And whether that's whatever medium you choose to use for that is completely irrelevant so whether that's a video series that you produce or whether that's a podcast or whether that's a webinar really doesn't matter it's just the angle of make sure that you give value to people and make sure that you're there when when they need you and I also think just as everyone's locked up at home working from home don't, don't be scared to show a bit of personality especially within b2b I think brands have the tendency to you know that they're working with businesses, so therefore they feel like they have to be super formal and have to be more corporate than B2C brands. But I think, you know, 2020 has shown us that we all do Zoom calls from our living rooms, so we're all getting to know each other a little bit better. Um, so why not make that come through your, your brand's marketing? So why not, you know, show a little bit of personality, showcase your team more, um, and just, just really bring that out? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of B2B owners play it safe and try to be too corporate, but then fall into the trap of not being able to stand out and reach the audience that their product or service deserves. We're in a position now where there is so much competition, so it's extremely important to get your marketing right and showing your personality by doing things like video tutorials, behind the scenes team footage and jumping on external podcasts are really great ways to showcase your brand and put a voice and a picture to, to your company. 
So one challenge that I sometimes have in B2B is that we offer a service that for the most part doesn't change. So sure, we get upgrades and we get new features and things like that over time, but it's completely different to retail brands that launch new products on a monthly or seasonal basis. So that means that it can be challenging sometimes to create content since we have less product updates and there's a danger of repetition. So I think really including your brand personality and more of the people side of things can help to keep things moving and keep your prospective customers engaged and interested in what you're posting. My next question is that a big part of B2B marketing focuses on LinkedIn. So I was wondering if you could share some things that you've been doing on the platform, along with any tips or any other channels that can be used to create B2B engagement. Yeah, um, so definitely LinkedIn is your main platform. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think obviously now that LinkedIn has evolved a little bit this year as well with LinkedIn stories, I think there's lots more to come and explore there. But so far, I think what has worked really well is video content. So, you know, and it's especially the video content within B2B that shows some personality and shows some behind the scenes. So just to give you an example there, um, we actually ended up moving offices early August. Um, so we were back in the office for a little bit before lockdown 2.0 was announced. Um, and what we did when we moved was we did a little um, office tour. And, you know, this was just a two, not even a two minute video. And people absolutely loved it. We had obviously our clients all emailing us and bringing it up in meetings saying, oh, I love the new office. But then even, you know, you could see people liking and engaging with the content that we, I haven't spoken to in years and years, but it really brings out sort of the people that really want to see actually what is going on behind the scenes like and even I think as an agency for our clients it's really nice to see they know us as their senior marketing managers they obviously know Nick as a founder but they can actually see you know we have the team in the office and they can see a little bit of personality there and they can see what the space that we work in actually looks like and it's not you know we're not selling them anything at that point but it just it helps people connect um, and I think that's where I said, you know, just keep in mind you're working with people and people connect through getting to know you and getting to know the people that are a part of your team. So I think that is in terms of LinkedIn content, that's what works really well. And I think that's why video content works really well. But then also that's where personalities really shine through because yes, I could you know, talk about a service that we provide or a product that is coming out soon. But at the end of the day, what, what you're going to remember is somebody's face, you know, a, a funny facial expression or something funny happening in the background. That's what you're going to remember and that's who you're going to connect with. Um, so I think that's definitely key. And as more and more people get on LinkedIn, it's going to become more difficult to stand out from, from the crowd. Um, so I think the more you can bring out your personality and your team's personalities um, the better you will fare because people will remember and if you entertain them they will keep on coming back yeah i completely agree with your video tips and funnily enough it's great timing because we had an entire episode on video a couple of weeks ago for episode 50 of the podcast so check that out if you want to learn about setting up a great video strategy that covers everything from equipment and lighting right down to seo strategy and how you can use it to keep your customers engaged and to bounce off your answer, people consume content in so many ways now. They listen to business podcasts while driving, they watch videos while eating lunch, they go to YouTube for training. So it's very important that we're serving up different formats and making our content accessible. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then I think when we talk about other platforms, as a B2B brand, don't underestimate Instagram. It might not sell your service or your product, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're a business and you're trying to recruit and grow, Instagram is going to be great for you. So I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone. And I know firsthand with, you know, most of our clients, we wouldn't recommend it. But there are certain brands and certain businesses where it definitely works. So I think let's not underestimate Instagram and and the power that it has. And just because we're in the B2B space, I mean, again, would never recommend that any business out there within the B2B space just completely ignores LinkedIn and switches to Instagram and just goes down that route. But definitely, I think that that needs to be highlighted. It works for B2C. It can work for B2B if you have the right um, goal in mind for it. And then I think, you know, email marketing within B2B works wonders. So I think that needs to be mentioned. Um, And it also helps with the relationship building aspect of it. I'm not talking about sales emails. I'm talking about value giving emails. So if you have an ebook, if you have research, if you have any tools or frameworks that you can share with, um, with your target audience, then email marketing is great because it gives you that opportunity to, to really follow up and also get some visibility around is anyone opening it, who's clicking on it, and then gives you the opportunity to either follow up via email or build that relationship on LinkedIn or over Zoom calls, whatever it may be, um, but really have that that whole journey of engaging with them, following up with them, making sure that you're connected on the right platforms. Yeah, email is definitely still valuable for businesses. And we know firsthand at Reach that it can be very effective when you cross-promote it with SMS too. And absolutely, there's no reason why brands can't get involved on platforms like Instagram, TikTok. You never know who might discover your profile. So to close out this main section, do you have some quickfire B2B marketing tips that you could share with us? Absolutely. Get on LinkedIn, um, have a consistent content flow on LinkedIn. So I'm talking, don't just spend two weeks of hammering out content every single day and then disappear for three months again. Really stretch it out and structure it out so it's a consistent flow rather than a peak of content. Obviously, give value with everything that you say and everything that you do online. Don't forget your other channels. Don't just focus on LinkedIn. Don't forget your emails. Don't forget who the people are that you're talking to and really focusing on building that relationship. And last but not least, don't be scared to show personality and a bit of a vulnerable side, especially as we go into 2021, which nobody knows what it's going to look like. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for those. I think they go hand in hand extremely well and they should help B2B brands to connect with existing customers, but also expose their product and services to new audiences organically. So we're going to close out the main section here and finish with a couple of quick questions. So stay tuned. I'm going to be asking Hannah two quick questions that focus on her career and some of the funny side of working. So the first one is, do you have a fun or memorable story that stands out when you look back on your career? It could be something a little bit funny, cringeworthy, inspirational, or a bit crazy if you wanted. Yeah, so actually, this question was probably the hardest out of all of them. (laughs) Just to pick one that is okay to share. Um, But I think what I've noticed over, over my career so far is that I've sort of just developed a pattern of whatever job I start working, I just seem to be thrown into the deep end straight away. So to give you an example, when I first 
graduated and started my first role in an agency. And two weeks after I joined, the account director went on maternity leave and basically went, here you go, Hannah, here are your clients. I've kind of ran you through how this works, this agency land um, that you've never been in. Off you go. There is support there if you need it, but I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, and that was two weeks after I joined. Um, and I thought, is this normal? I thought, you know, a lot of my friends went on to graduate programs and had training for probably six months, if not longer, um, before they would be let loose on anyone on their own. So, so that's how I started my career. Um, obviously, I'm still here, so it, it's all good. Um, but it hasn't changed because when I joined Create Engage, um, I was probably a month in and then Nick had already planned a trip to Japan to go to the Rugby World Cup. Um, and obviously it was just the two of us. Um, so there was a lot of juggling back and forth um, with time zones and everything. But I just thought, because I joined them just over a year ago, um, I just thought, oh, I've come full circle. It's no matter what agency I work in, it's just here you go, here's your keys to the office and off you go. Um, But yeah, like I said, I'm still here. So, you know, it can't be that bad. Yeah, that's a good story. And I think a lot of B2B marketers often get thrown in at the deep end. But the things to take from your answer is just to get stuck in and don't be afraid to make mistakes. My final question is, do you have a favorite resource that you think might help listeners with their daily tasks? Could be a blog, newsletter, plugin, tool, book, or whatever you want that you think might help us. Yeah, so I've got a few. So I think my go-to for sort of industry news or tips and tricks is marketing week so i absolutely love all of their stuff then in terms of book i think it's this is marketing i would recommend to anyone starting off in marketing or even someone who's been in the industry for a while it is such a good reminder of why we do what we do and why we love what we do so much and then i'm also like i said big fan of podcasts they're not necessarily all marketing related to just name a few, um, I'm a big fan of the Squiggly Careers podcast by Amazing If. A marketing podcast I really enjoy is B2B Better, so that's all about B2B marketing. And then a shameless plug for um, one of my own clients, um, JBN, their podcast is called 40 Minute Mentor, and it's all about inspiring entrepreneurs and business leaders, um, as well as top athletes and politicians, and how they got to where they are and they share their career advice. That's a cool group of helpful resources to check out. So thanks for sharing. We're going to close out the episode here. So thanks for joining us and being an awesome guest, Hannah. I appreciate you taking your time to be with us. Thank you for having me. No problem. So thanks to everyone for listening and supporting as normal. We'll be back next week with another exciting topic. And if you'd like to check out the webinar on my social selling podcast episode, then I'll drop them in the show notes.